Family-owned and operated, Toyson Ford is proud to serve the drivers of the Chippewa Valley with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the area the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts centers in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Visit them today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa falls. Your tailgating headquarters is at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Their top-of-the-line meat department, which includes the Dan Good Burger, will make you the talk of your tailgate party. And the dips for snacking? Those are what will make you an MVP on game days. And you never have to worry about Hy-Vee not having what you need, because their shelves and coolers are always stocked up with your favorite goods. Be the MVP of your tailgate party with the help from another MVP. That's Hy-Vee in Eau Claire, located at 2424 East Claremont Avenue. Hello, friends. You've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our good friends from Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. I'm your host, Dan Casper, as always, for every episode of the Man Cave Podcast, which is available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms for free. So no reason you can't subscribe and, and follow the podcast. And while you're at it, don't forget to give us a solid rating, review, and all that good stuff so other people can help or so other people can find the podcast in this episode of the podcast we're straight up just going to be talking a little nfl okay because you know at the recording of this podcast i know we got patriots and and cardinals playing tonight but essentially we are in the in the final quarter of the regular season all right we're in the final quarter here and you look at it you look at where the where the playoff standings are currently the nfl standings are currently and I feel like this is going to be some crazy stuff heading into these final few weeks of the NFL season. So I kind of want to go through all this because when you look at it, there's only one team with just four weeks left, four games left to go in this thing. Only one team has clinched a playoff spot, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And when you look at just the NFC, only one team is eliminated from the playoffs in the NFC. And that's the Chicago Bears. You look at the AFC, nobody has clinched yet. And just two teams are eliminated. That's Houston, no big surprise. And Denver Broncos, which may be one of the most uh, or biggest disappointing teams in the NFL this year. So heading into this final quarter of the regular season, there's a a lot of intrigue surrounding this. And some playoff uh, chases or, or playoff you know potential matchups coming up here runs I, I guess is what i'm trying to say that that have yet to be decided here so i want to start it off with the afc i think the afc is a little bit more cut and dry with this thing so 
going to start off with them and then go to the NFC, which I think at the back end here, there's a little bit more at stake with the with the NFC. But in the AFC, you've got Buffalo, you've got Kansas City, both at 10-3. and three. No big surprises there, right? I mean, those are the two teams that the majority, if not everybody, picked to come out of the AFC at the beginning of, of the season. And right now, it's playing that way. It's 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 right there. Who will get the one seed? Well, uh, I mean, if they if both Buffalo and Kansas City finish with the with the uh, with the best record, Buffalo right now wins the tiebreaker over Kansas City based on head to head win percentage. You got Baltimore, who is at uh, the three seed right now currently, because they have the tiebreaker over Cincinnati based on head to head win percentage. However. You've got Baltimore and Cincinnati playing against each other for that final game in the regular season, which, depending on how everything goes, could be could be pretty darn interesting because you're looking at these next uh, few games here for both these teams. Cincinnati, they've got Tampa, they've got the Patriots, and then they got the Bills. That's a, that's a hell of a matchup right there. I mean, Cincinnati is one of the hottest teams in the entire league right now. And going up against Buffalo for the second-to-last game of the regular season, that's going to be a lot of fun. And then they finish up with the Ravens. Ravens going through some injuries, especially with Lamar Jackson. They've got Cleveland coming up, uh, Atlanta, Steelers, Bengals. I like this. I like the Ravens' schedule. I think it's a little bit easier for them. But Ravens tend to not make it so easy on themselves either. You know, they, they lost to the Jaguars. They barely got by the Broncos. They barely got by the Steelers. Again, I know, you know, injuries factoring into that but the Ravens tend to not make things so easy all the time so that's going to be a chase to watch you got Tennessee and that AFC South which is just kind of a mess Tennessee seven and six right now holding on to that uh, fourth seed I mean the closest team to them in their division is uh is the Jacksonville Jaguars at five and eight right now and when you look at you know the Jaguars upcoming schedule they've had some good moments they've had some down moments first year Doug Peterson I think you'd expect that but this Jaguars team, I think, compared to what would happen last year, there's some things to be excited about. But they got a big win against the Titans this past weekend. They do face the Titans again for the final game of the regular season. But you look at the Jaguars, they got the Cowboys coming up, then they got the Jets, then the Texans, and then the Titans. If somehow they can get wins against the Cowboys and the Jets, it makes things potentially a little bit more interesting with that final game of the regular season. If you look at the Titans, uh, uh, calendar schedule. They got the Chargers. Chargers playing for a playoff spot. Texans, that should be a win. Then they got the Cowboys as well, and then the Jaguars. So maybe, just maybe, we could see a little AFC South division battle between the Titans and the Jaguars. Still, you know, things got to play out for, for the Jaguars here, but maybe, just maybe. Uh, Miami right now, as because we already talked about Cincinnati, Miami's in that sixth spot. Uh, coming off of the loss, uh, coming well, coming off of two straight losses, I should say, against the 49ers and the Chargers. Now they've got a huge game coming up against the Buffalo Bills. That's going to be a tough one. And then they got to come back, and they got Green Bay coming up on Christmas Day. You know, Green Bay has to win out if they want a shot to, to get into the postseason, in my opinion. Then the Dolphins, they visit New England, and they're at home against uh, the Jets to finish up the season. So the Dolphins, to me, they got a lot of talent. They're an exciting team. They could be an explosive offense. They are an explosive offense. But they also have a tough schedule coming up here. 
So you got a little intrigue there, and that's where we get to the bottom end here the, in the standings for these wild cards. You know, Dolphins are the sixth seed at eight and five. They've got a tough schedule coming up. The Chargers right now are the seventh seed in the AFC post or AFC playoffs. They've got the Colts. They should win that. Uh, but before the Colts, they got the Titans, which should be a good game. A little back and forth. Colts, they should win that. Rams, they should win that. Then at Denver, they should win that. It is a division game, so you never know what could happen. But if I'm the Chargers, I'm feeling fairly good. If I'm a Chargers fan, I'm feeling fairly good about my chances of making the postseason, even though it's kind of been an up-and-down year and this, that, and the other thing. But at this point, with just four more games, I'm feeling I'm feeling better than if I were like as a Dolphins fan, to be honest with you, just because I'm basing this purely off the the upcoming schedule and such, which I know is dangerous, and as we've seen this year and uh, in other years, but especially this year, any given Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, or Saturday at this point too, because we're going to have some games on Saturday. But we we've seen some crazy stuff, and then you got the Jets, who are the first team on the outside looking in right now, and you look at the Jets' schedule; they've got the Lions. This is a huge game this weekend for both the Jets and the Lions, and we're going to get into the Lions coming up here in just a little bit. But you look at that. that I mean, the Jets are a team on the outside looking in. Lions are a team that are just on the outside looking in. This is a huge game for both these ball clubs. And when you look at it from the Jets' side of things, they've got the Jaguars. They could beat the Jaguars. They've got the Seahawks. It's in Seattle. They could beat the Seahawks. And then that big game against the Dolphins. So... I look at the Jets. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling good. You know, these are gonna. They have a solid defense. They're gonna need Mike White to be healthy and perform at a high level. But that starts with this Lions game for for the Jets. And you know, you got the Patriots. I know it. Again, they play the Cardinals. I'm gonna assume the Patriots win because that's who I picked. If they win, they'll be seven and six. And then you know, they've got the Raiders. I don't know what the hell to expect with the Raiders. You know, it's the Bill Belichick versus Josh McDaniels game there. Bengals. Bengals are going to beat them. Dolphins and then Bills. I don't like the Patriots' chances at making the postseason here. So we've got some intrigue with some division uh, division matchups, mostly between you know the Bengals and the Ravens. Who's going to finish that thing out and win the win the AFC North? Maybe a little bit with the AFC South. If the Jaguars can get on a little bit of a run here and the Titans slip up a little bit, definitely have some intrigue for those last couple of wild card spots when you factor in the Chargers, Dolphins, and the Jets in here too. So. Lots to still be uh, paying attention to in the AFC. The NFC side of things. Hey now, this is getting this is getting fun. Unless you're one of those teams that maybe are on the outside or just holding on to some hopes here. Um, I still believe the Super Bowl champion is going to come from the AFC. You know, for a while now I said, give me the Chiefs and the Bills against the field. I'm still that way a little bit, although I can't believe I'm saying this because I thought they'd missed the postseason this year and – they started off pretty slow, but don't don't sleep on Cincinnati either. I feel like still the champion's going to come from the AFC. Philly is making it interesting. I will give them credit; they look like a dangerous team. And, I mean, they're playing lights out, twelve and one. They're going to be the one seed. They're the only team that has clinched a playoff spot in the entire NFL so far. Minnesota's ten and three. Their defense has been giving up a lot of yards, a ton of yards, especially as of late. That can easily come back to bite them when it comes to the postseason, right away in that postseason too. San Francisco is a three seed, and I am just in awe of the 49ers right now. I wasn't 
high on them at the beginning of the year. Everybody, even when they were like 500, everybody was like, watch out, watch out. And I'm like, eh. And then, you know, I felt, you know, Jimmy G going out, Brock Purdy, mystery relevant. I'm like, no way the 49ers are going to be able to do this. They beat the Dolphins and they spanked the Buccaneers. This, this 49ers team is, to me, the definition of a team. Winning as a team. They got talented players, no doubt about it. But you bring in a rookie quarterback who was the last pick in the draft, and it's you're picking up where you left off or even playing at a little bit of a higher level. I mean, it doesn't even look like he's a, the last pick of the NFL draft. This, this 49ers team, and that's a credit to Kyle Shanahan, the entire coaching staff. This defense is rock solid. They've got offensive playmakers with McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. Hopefully he's healthy. George Kittle, I think we kind of forget about him. This is a team, and this is a dangerous team right now. I don't want to face the 49ers if I'm in the postseason. I don't want to face the 49ers. That That's the one team. I have just been super impressed with how much they have overcome this year with injuries. Trey Lance, Jimmy G, Debo Samuel here, others here and there. And it's like they haven't missed a beat. So they are fantastic right now. Um, and I think they win the division. Uh, easily. They're, they're, they're going to win the division. I know Seattle's, you know, a couple games back and such. They're going to win the division. You know, it, it's clear cut and dry. Tampa Bay, 6-7. and seven, They're the four seed right now. They don't control their destiny because if the Carolina Panthers win out, Carolina's going to win their division. I mean, we talk about some of the most disappointing teams right now. Look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for crying out loud. I mean, holy moly. La, you know, Todd Brady comes back. You still have a lot of talent on there. New coach with Ted Bowl or Todd Bowles getting promoted. And they've looked poo-poo. I mean, they have looked awful. I still think they're going to get to the postseason because their division is so awful. But it's not a for certain thing anymore. And you got to give credit to the Carolina Panthers. Steve Wilkes coming in as interim head coach. I think he's coaching like he deserves to be the new head coach over there. Players are buying in. They've used how many different quarterbacks this year, and they're in a position where they control their destiny for crying out loud. So you got to give Steve Wilkes and Carolina a lot of credit. Give them a lot of credit. Uh, Dallas, you know, we look at these schedules and these upcoming schedules and such, and Dallas, I think right now, they're locked into that five spot. Unless something happens with Philly and they slip up here for a couple games, Dallas can't get any higher than, than the fifth spot. Philly's going to win the division. They'll be the one seed. So the next highest team within that division, the NFC East, the highest that they can finish is fifth, which I think when we get to you know the upcoming schedules here, that's where it's going to make things interesting a little bit. And I'll get to that here in a second because I really want to focus on the wild cards because I think for the NFC, this is where things really get interesting. One, two, three, four, five to me are set. And I know Carolina can make things difficult on Tampa Bay. But the six and seven, the last two wild card spots here, is, is really where things kind of get interesting. I shouldn't say kind of, really do get interesting. So right now, Washington is the sixth seed. You've got New York, uh, the New York Giants, excuse me, as the seventh seed. But I ain't feeling comfortable if I'm fans of those teams right now. I'm not feeling the most comfortable about it because. They, they got some tough schedules coming up. Let's start with Washington, okay? You've got the Giants again. They're coming off their bye week. They fit, they tied the Giants last week. So they got the Giants again, this time at home. Then they have to go to California to face those San Francisco 49ers. 
Then they come home to face the Cleveland Browns. I don't know what to expect from that Browns team. Deshaun Watson and such, I don't know what version of the Browns team we're going to get. But I would imagine that's still going to be a tough game. you got playmakers with that Cleveland team. Then you finish up the season with the Dallas Cowboys. But, as I was saying, if Philly already has that division locked up and the one seed locked up, Dallas really might not have anything to play for. They might not have anything to play for. If they've got the five seed locked up, they might rest their guys. They might rest their players for the following week. So a lot is to, to, to be decided for that final game. Does Dallas play them, their guys? Do they rest them? How do they approach that game? Really could affect Washington when it comes to that. Giants, on the other hand, okay, they got the commanders. Again, rematch. They're coming off of a loss against Philly. Then they have to go to Minnesota on Christmas Eve. Then they face the Colts at home. I don't know what to expect from the Colts. Are we going to get the defensive, grind-it-out type of Colts, or are we going to get the Colts that's going to screw around on offense? And then they finish up with the Eagles. Again, Eagles might be in a position where they rest their guys. But then at the same time, if they've got that one seed locked up, you're going to have the question of, is two weeks off too much? Do we play our starters for a half? Do we play them for a full game? Do we not play them at all? Philly's going to get that question. That's something that they're going to have to figure out. Again, it'll affect the Giants and maybe affect the Giants from getting the postseason or not. Seattle, coming off of a loss against those Carolina Panthers. They've got a game short week this week against the 49ers. Then they got a game against the Chiefs at the Chiefs. Then they're home against the Jets. That's a grueling three weeks coming up here for Seattle, who's currently 7-6 and six right now. You know, Jets do have to fly across country. But the thing is, the Jets with that defense and such, that's going to be tough. And then the Rams playing for some pride probably at that point for the final game of the regular season. I'm Seattle. I'm nervous. If I'm a Seattle fan, I'm nervous. 49ers, Chiefs, Jets, that could easily be three losses right there, and you're staring down at nine losses heading into that final game of the regular season. So I'm really nervous if I'm a Seattle fan. I'm the first team on the outside looking in right now, but I ain't feeling too good. And then you got the Detroit Lions who have been, talk about a turnaround here. We talked about it with the Jets. This is probably the Lions' biggest game, their biggest game that they have had in the last few years here. If they get this W against the Jets, I think they have a legit shot at getting into the postseason. But it starts with this Jets game. And don't overlook that Carolina game either because, as we said, and I'll get to Carolina here in a second, they win out, they're in. And these next two weeks, the, the Lions are on the road at the Jets, at the Panthers. Then they're home against the Bears, and they're on the road against the Packers. So they're three of their final four games of the regular season here for the Lions, all on the road. All on the road right now. And when you look at it uh, with this uh, with this Lions team here, they are – I'm trying to look at uh, – I want to look at their road record. So they are – ooh, one – Two, so they've won two games on the road so far this year. Just two games. That's those were games against the Bears and the Giants. Bears and the Giants. So we'll see if that kind of factors into it here a little bit. Then you got the Packers. Packers aren't out of this thing either. But in my opinion, they got to win out. Rams. I think they can beat the Rams. And if they beat the Dolphins on Christmas Day, things are going to get interesting. If somehow the Packers can go down to Miami and get that W against the Dolphins, things will get interesting. Three of the four games were at Lambeau Field. 
They finish up their last two weeks against Minnesota, an offense, or excuse me, a defense that's allowing a lot of yards. But can that Packers defense slow down the Vikings offense and Justin Jefferson? And then you got Detroit with that offense. Is it possible Detroit Green Bay final game of the regular season might decide the final wild card spot? It is entirely possible at this point. But for me, this will really kind of get going if the Packers can win their next two, Rams and Miami. And then Carolina, you look at it. We said they went out, they're in. They got the Steelers coming up. They can win that game. Lions, that's going to be a huge game. And then at Tampa, that might decide the division right there. And I don't want to sleep on the Saints because they got to play the Saints there. But that game against Tampa is huge for both Carolina and Tampa Bay, the second to last week of the regular season. So we're entering this final quarter of the NFL season. The final quarter, the final four games. I know, again, we got a Monday night game, Patriots-Cardinals tonight, blah, blah, blah. But we've got so much uncertainty here. We've got so many races yet. AFC, I would argue, you know, you got two division races, one and a half maybe, mostly the AFC North between the Ravens and the Bengals. AFC South, maybe the Jaguars can make it a little interesting with the Titans there. And then, you know, the back end of that uh, of the wild card there too. NFC, I think that the wild card is so up in the air for those final two spots. I think, the you know, you've got pretty much the, the top five set in stone. You can flip out Tampa Bay and Carolina if you want, but it's going to be the Eagles, it's going to be Minnesota, it's going to be San Francisco, and it's going to be the Cowboys, and then either Tampa or Carolina. But then it's a bunch of I don't know what the heck's going to happen for those final wild card spots in the NFC. And it's freaking fantastic, and it's going to be nerve-wracking if you were a fan of any of these teams. A lot of scoreboard watching coming out here too. So, all right, man going through it this is going to be nuts for the final final few weeks here but that's why we love this game and that's why we love this this sport all right that's going to do it for this episode of the of the man cave podcast again brought to you by our good friends at hyvee and toys and ford appreciate you all tuning into this episode of the man case uh man case man cave podcast if you haven't yet please subscribe or follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform i'm talking like apple Spotify, Google, Odyssey, Stitcher. It's free. Don't miss an episode. That's why you subscribe. That's why you follow it. And if you can, take like five seconds to give us five stars or a positive review so other people can find the podcast too. And uh, I want to throw out a reminder too on uh, December 23rd, we're going to be doing a live podcast recording from the Dudach in Eau Claire from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. for Festivus. We're going to be doing the radio show there that morning, 6A to 9A. Then we'll be back to do uh, the podcast from 2P to 3P, December 23rd. So maybe we'll see you there. All right, I'm Dan Casper, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And a reminder, never miss an episode of the Man Cave Podcast by subscribing to the Man Cave Podcast. We're already on your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. And don't forget to give us a solid rating too. That way other people can find the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll see you in the Man Cave.